Hi, this is Andretta. You may be wondering, what are all these reruns about? I wanted to pop in and assure you that we are growing and are taking a moment to rebrand our podcast to make it better for you, our listeners. If you are new to our podcast, you'll get to hear some of our most popular episodes, but we will return with a new approach, new guests, new segments, September 1st. So be sure to stay tuned and check us out. We will share real life stories of women who have successfully changed their health. If you're one of those women, please send your story to Andretta at brownwomenwellness.com. Again, that's Andretta, A-N-D-R-E-T-T-A at brownwomenwellness.com. We would love to hear your story of how you overcame any health challenges recently. Thank you so much. Hey, Brown Beauties. Welcome to Well Honestly, the podcast. I'm Andretta. And I'm Akila, And we're your hosts. Well, honestly, what is this podcast all about? Our show is about women doing better tomorrow than they are doing today so we can take control of our health. We give you real talk and educate you on all things related to health, mental wellness, and nutrition for brown women all over the world. Once you know what choices you have, you can do better because we know the struggle is real. We invite you to come as you are, but leave inspired to become your best healthy self. So let's get started. Hey, 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 brown babes. Uh, welcome to episode number six. Yes, yes, yes. How you doing, Keela? I am well. Are tired you? a little bit. Are you a little tired? Just a smidge. You're a little smidge tired? Just a smidge. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited because we, uh, been, we've been consistent in dropping these. Uh, we have. I'm proud of us. It takes a lot of work to get these podcasts. It really does. <laughs> it takes a village if you can get one, but God bless those who do it solo dolo. I do. I give uh, hats off and kudos to all the women out there and people out there doing podcasts. But it's so uh, inspiring because we're able to get information out there that normally people would not uh, be able to get. And I love podcasts. I listen to them in my car. Same. I listen to them while I'm... Uh, I even listen to them while I'm grocery shopping sometimes. But I listen to all types, too. There are all kinds of podcasts. I, I, my interest... I, that's why I like podcasting, because you can get different things in different podcasts, and you can appease all of your interests. Across the board. Now I'm going to talk to my my you know my generation. You know what we call podcasting, right? Talk radio. <laughs> Back in the day, when there were no television stations, and by the way, TV. I don't even remember that. I'm not that old, but mm. uh, no. But <laughs> I remember though. I do remember my parents always listening to radio stations. They would be sitting around the radio listening to it, which I thought was interesting because you just sit around the radio and listen to the show, whereas now everybody sit around the TV and watch the television. But now we gone back to podcasts. And of course, you know, the technology is a lot better and a little different, but hey, we, we've gone full circle. Yes, we have. I, I enjoy a good podcast. So why don't we get into what this episode is all about? Yes, ma'am. Oh, you know, I'm excited. So I'm gonna let you do the honors. Uh, we uh, uh, Today, we are gonna have a conversation, right? Yes, we are going to have a conversation with Dr. Ivana Parker. Uh, Ivana is um, a well-graduated, educated, all of that good jazz um, um, human being who is extremely intelligent, and she's done some really good work. I'm going to read her bio because I think it's important. Good luck with that. I, listen, <laughs> listen, 
You got your big words together you know, now? The okay. phonics is coming okay, through. Okay, all right, okay, because you, right. Right, you can't mispronounce the words. Cause, uh, I mean... Uh, if you do, I'll try to help you girl, out a little bit. you don't need... Look, uh, okay, Miss <laughs> Queen of mispronouncing things herself. <laughs> we I can ready get, get this. We're going to get science on you guys, yes, too. Yes, but it's important for me to read this thoroughly because the work that she's doing is Very extremely important. important. Yes. And it's not to be minimized because we need it. So Exactly. Ivana Parker, PhD, is a rising assistant professor of biomedical engineering at the University of Florida, where she studies the role of chronic inflammation on HIV risk. She recently completed a Fulbright scholarship at the University of Cape Town in South Africa, investigating the risk of a commonly used tuberculosis vaccine on maternal to child transmission of HIV. Dr. Parker completed a two-year postdoctoral fellowship as an American Society for Microbiology postdoctoral fellow at the Center for Disease Control within the Division of the HIV-AIDS Prevention. At the CDC, she evaluated the, imp- the impact of antiretroviral therapy, which is called ART, on diagnostic assay approaches and identified trends to optimize assay design. We'll talk to her about what that means in a minute. Parker received her PhD in bioengineering from Georgia Tech in 2015. Her thesis investigated the effects of pro-atherogenic sheer stress HIV proteins and antiretroviral therapies on the vascular, the vesicular using in vivo <laughs> and in vitro models. Honey, listen. During her time at Georgia Tech, she received the NSF Graduate Research Fellowship and was selected to be a trainee on an NIH Cell and Tissue Engineering Training Grant. Based on her own journey with psoriasis and alternative medicines, she is deeply passionate about natural methods to curb inflammation, and she has seen the effects of diet within her own healing journey. So she's literally healed a good portion of um, her ailments with a natural um, method. So welcome to the podcast, Hi, Hi, how are you guys? We are excited to have you here. Did at- I nail it a little bit? <laughs> you did. I, I did. How many words did she mess up, Dr. Parker? <laughs> <laughs> she got all the important ones. She got all the important ones, so it's good. <laughs> Honey, listen. I said, wait a minute, this line here, but no. Um, how are you today? I'm doing good. I'm excited to be on the podcast. I'm excited about what you guys are doing, and um, I hopefully it will be helpful to some people. Absolutely. So we wanted to talk to you about how you did heal yourself. But before we get there, let's talk about your work that you are currently doing. So right now you are in um, Florida, and you're at the yeah. University of Florida, and you're studying chronic inflammation on HIV risk, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. what does that entail exactly? Yes. So uh, one of the major projects I'm working on now looks at um, the role of bacterial vaginosis, which is something that a lot of women struggle with. Mm -hmm. And um, it actually has been shown to shown to increase the risk of HIV transmission. Wow. Yes. um, My research is kind of trying to understand those underlying mechanisms. How could we uh, find alternative methods to help cure or treat bacterial vaginosis? Because there's not a lot of Uh, great treatments out there for it now with Mm -hmm. the ultimate goal to be able to kind of alleviate um, the burden of HIV, especially in um, black and brown women. That is amazing. That's what I was getting ready to say, because you were over in uh, South Africa and you actually were there uh, to actually continue to study among the brown people, correct? 
Is that yes, correct? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay. So it's a, a big, um, a big push, uh, a big, uh, a big, uh, what am I going to say? Uh, I guess a push program, a lot of programming there is to really decrease the rate of mother to child transmission of HIV. Cause that's mm-hmm. one of the biggest, uh, categories of, um, increased uh, transmission. Mm -hmm. And so they do have a lot of uh, really good programs where you can take antiretroviral therapy as the mom, and then you will not pass it to your child. Um, However, they did see that one of the tuberculosis vaccines that's uh, commonly used in South Africa was causing an increased risk for HIV uh, transmission to children um, uh, just from normal contact through uh, just breast milk, um, breastfeeding, that generally mm. with the antiretroviral therapy, you wouldn't Would see it? that transmission. So wow. it's another like chronic inflammation type of thing that is probably increasing their risk for HIV. Uh, Dr. Parker, what led you down this road? Because, I mean, you could have studied all types of different things, I'm sure, but why why this specific niche? Yeah, so uh, in, uh, in my graduate program, uh, the the just the world of HIV was interesting to me. It does disproportionately affect uh, women and uh, Black and Brown people, and so I just saw it as a place where I could make an impact and a place of research that would be interesting to me within biomedical engineering. And then as it uh, as I was able to kind of come up with my own research for my own lab, I really wanted to look at that intersection of uh, chronic inflammation and HIV prevention because the chronic inflammation piece for me is something that uh, I'm very passionate about because I've had my own journey with it. And as I have so many, I guess, friends in the 30s year old um, mm-hmm. range, have all these different like just diseases uh, chronic, of chronic inflammatory nature that are not don't they don't have great treatments for so there is a lot of uh space and room to do research in these areas okay so we're gonna uh take a break right here and come back because we want to hear your story about um how you healed yourself how you healed yourself but and about inflammation and some other things too so we'll be right back do you want to bulletproof your immune system to fight viruses during cold and flu season A cup of Be Well Immunity can keep the doctor away and keep that immune system at optimal levels. There are eight wild-crafted, organic, hand-picked herbs that will do just that. Go to brownwomenwellness.com and get 15% off your next purchase using code WELLHONEST15. Okay, so, you know, now we're getting ready to get into something, you know, I'll just... I don't even say the word, uh, but it's so, if you're listening to this podcast right now, uh, by the time you actually hear it, and I'm sure you guys have been hearing a lot about vaccines, and I want to talk a little bit about that because Dr. Parker uh, actually studied, uh, she's been studying vaccines well with the HIV, and I'm just curious to know, you know, it just seems like this vaccine came out really fast. Are you talking about the COVID vaccine? I'm trying not to say the word because uh, I don't want us to get flagged. So uh, I just use the V word. So if you hear me say that, there's a reason for me saying the V word. But um, I want to know a little bit more about how, your experience with vaccines, Dr. Parker. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> in general, I... I'm not an anti-vaxxer per se, but um, 
I do believe that there should be more research in general on patient-specific reactions to vaccines. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that um, oftentimes, especially in um, like just previous vaccine studies, there is not a large enough uh, sample size to really understand the adverse effects on um, people of color. Right. Uh, right. You know, so when these demographics are not included in these clinical trials, you can't really say um, for sure, like what the long-term effects are. And then oftentimes there are no long-term studies done to see like what, what the long-term effects are, you know? Um, and so those are my general, uh, I guess my general ideas about vaccines and, you know, yeah. That makes, I think that makes that, sense. Yeah, that yes, makes sense. If, if there's an outbreak, yes. You know, if there's an outbreak of something deadly that I think I could get, like if they came out with an HIV vaccine right now, I probably wouldn't get it because I don't think that I'm high risk for HIV, right? You right. Know? Um, and so I think there's even some of that reasoning of like, how how much of a risk am I? Mm-hmm. You know, are there other natural ways that I can prevent this? And I think those are not uh, really touted or... or uh, Being explored. You know, They're not even talking yes, about that. Yes, or given out. Yeah, yeah. Right. By a lot of um, like the government agencies. So it seems like I just don't like the fact that the vaccine is like the end all be all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, agree. And, I, and I agree because I was looking at some of the clinical trials that they used to uh, actually get this vaccine. You know, I, I started deep diving. You know how I am. I can get go down into that that hole. And uh, <laughs> I went down there and I saw some of the actual trials that they were using. And believe it or not... Uh, it, and, and what I'll do for everyone is provide a link uh, so that they can study because we don't want to get too scientific here on this uh, podcast. But the trials, uh, they actually do publish these trials. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can actually see uh, one of the things that stood out to me was one of these uh, Vs. Uh, it only 167 people must receive it in order to prevent one case of that V of the virus. So I mm. thought that was interesting. I was like, well, okay. Um, mm. Not only that, I think it's a two-step vaccine. So you have to do it once, and then they say to you, yeah. Because, I mean, essentially, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ivana, uh, when you're given like a, a cold or a flu, excuse me, uh, vaccine, there's a bit of the flu in that vaccine, correct? Or something yeah. like that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they will be doing that essentially with the tissue from what I read with, it's the with tissue. Rona. Yeah. And so they say that you'll probably end up getting some effects and you'll feel a certain type of way, whatever. And then you come back. I don't know what the time frame is. And you get the second vaccine and then you should be good to go. So it's not like a one thing. It's a two step process that is mm-hmm. kind of wild. And then I read I read that one of the symptoms that they don't think is a big deal. And they say that in the study is Bell's palsy. Right. Mm, and it's right. wild to me how that is classified mm. as not a big deal. Yeah, they show some <laughs> yeah. pictures of people did that. And I'm going to say this about us Black people, too. Now, y'all got to remember, we remember the syphilis study. You know, uh, the one of the reasons Black people are real skeptical is because of that syphilis study that when they actually vaccinated those uh, in Tuskegee, the Tuskegee experiment, and the outcome of that, a lot of those, uh, they were uh, war uh, veterans, and they gave them and shot them up with the syphilis, and a lot of them passed away. They died from it. They couldn't mm-hmm. do anything about it. So black people will have a memory. You know, we don't forget stuff like that. So they, they're trying to push it off on us and say, oh, because, you know, if you listen to the grapevine, black people saying, oh, we ain't taking that. Then, you you know, and then every now and then you run to one who say they will take it. But we are real skeptical. And let me tell you about my own personal experience with vaccines. As a child, we had to take the polio uh, vaccine to go to school. We couldn't go to school unless we took that polio and tuberculosis tuberculosis. We had Mm. to take those uh, vaccines. And then here we are 
uh, where am I, 50 years later, they tell us that, hey, if you took that vaccine, you might get the shingles. Hello, I got shingles. Okay. So it was 50 years later because what happens? It stays in your blood. When? How long does it stay in your blood, uh, Dr. Parker? Forever? See, I'm not sure. It probably depends on the type of vaccine. Okay. Um, and I don't even know that they've done studies really to they ascertain that, you know, <laughs> um, a lot of the studies, I mean, again, like your generation probably is some of the longest, you know, okay, what happens 50 years later with this? And have we even been checking to see like what, what if this could be correlated back to the vaccine? Mm-hmm. All I see is those commercials that come on TV and they say, Listen, if you suffer from this, you have mesothelioma <laughs> right, from right, asbestos right, that's all. in 15 years. <laughs> right, I see those they're in gonna, about they're, 10 they're years. 15 years, that's going to be us. That's going to be the vaccine. No, and then if you look at, I mean, I'm just saying there's room for more studies because if you look at all of the things that are plaguing our uh, you know, the 30s to 40-year-old mm-hmm. generation and like how we've increased, you know, the Vs that have been taken. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just don't know that they've really done these longitudinal studies to see how these things correlate. Yeah. And, um, and that's enough yeah. for me to want to strengthen my immune system. There you go. To eat better. 100%. There you and go. And to do all these things so that, look, it's not a... Um, what did you? Uh, uh, she said it earlier. I don't think I'm high risk right. enough to get right. this vaccine right. because I'm taking care right. of myself. So, and with that train of thought, let's talk about how you ended up taking care of yourself. And and uh, I don't know if healing is the word we want to use, but let us know what you did with yourself to rid yourself of um, of severe psoriasis. Yeah. So. I was diagnosed with psoriasis when I was like 17. I believe it was just a combination of stress and really bad diet, but I didn't know. Um, I didn't know what it was at the time. Just had these flakes, basically scaly things on my body covering maybe like maybe 80% of my scalp. Um, it was starting to spread over time. And I was taking these very strong steroids, um, topical steroids. Whoa. Right. For probably until I was maybe 25, 26. And I went in to get a refill on a prescription in the the nurse that was there was like, whoa, like you're taking this. This is a super strong um, uh, steroid. It's like, is your skin thinning? Like, have you seen any side effects? I'm like, oh, <laughs> that no. scared like, you, didn't it? You know, I only used it ever so often when I really like when I was having really bad flare ups. And from then I was just like, OK, um, I, I just kind of started doing more research really online, looking at blogs, uh, YouTubers that said they had cl- uh, cleared themselves. Um, I went to a naturopathic doctor and they were first people that kind of started introducing to me that my diet and stress mm-hmm. could be affecting my skin. Mm-hmm. And so um, from there, I just started doing my own research. Like I was doing research in a PhD setting for HIV. I was just uh, getting ready to say, were you in medical school at the time when this happened? I, um, I was in, when I started the actual healing journey, I was in grad school. Grad so school. Was when I was in graduate stress. school at Georgia Tech. Yes. Yeah. So stress um, and grad school go together, so, right? <laughs> say it again. Stress and grad school go together, right? That's true. That's true. That's true. Well, the stress in undergrad and the coffee was probably too, but yes. And also <laughs> in grad school as well, I just got married, you know, a lot of factors that were affecting my life mm-hmm. um, and were changes. So uh, the, the first thing I cut out was gluten. Um, and with gluten, I, I didn't really see that there was a huge uh, shift in my psoriasis, but I found that I had so much more energy. Mm-hmm. I realized I was like addicted to coffee. I just realized a lot of things about my body just in trying to do some elimination diets mm-hmm. um, that just was about allowing me to feel better mm-hmm. and able to function better, even though I was not being completely healed. And then eventually I got to like um, 
this GAPS diet, which was kind of like soups, you're mm-hmm. um, allowing your digestive system to heal. Mm-hmm. And um, I cleared probably 80% of my psoriasis um, that way. And um, I just saw, and, and even though I didn't see my psoriasis healing with what I was doing before it wasn't continuing to spread, which mm-hmm. I didn't realize. I was still main- managing it. I was yeah. still managing it. And so um, with that now, I understand just like, um, yeah, just really so much how diet is related. I think that my gut just needs some healing therapy and it is challenging to do some of these more um, extensive diets. Yeah. But uh, when I am uh, desperate, you know, there were times when it was spreading to other parts of my body, like my legs, if I was eating really bad in my legs, um, like my pubic area, just not to your mind, but like it was but spreading and I was just, yeah. you know, stressing, really stressing out. So then I would go back to the drastic, that, that inspired me to do the more drastic um, eating and healing. And I'm still on the journey of like, where's that sweet um, middle Sweet spot, spot. You yeah. Know, how I can mm-hmm. enjoy life mm-hmm. and still uh, continue to slowly heal. And but I, I'm definitely maintaining it. Um, I, I wish I had pictures like of what it used to look like to what it looks like now. You know, it's it's interesting because we are alike in that manner where I have really bad eczema, and mm. whenever I am off track, if I'm just eating whatever I want to eat. Um, which most of the time has a lot of gluten involved with it. Um, even like red wine, which I absolutely love, mm-hmm. depending on what kind of red wine will severely inflame my eczema. And mm-hmm. I had to, it got so bad one day, um, I stupid me, ate somebody's food that I had no business eating. And because it was a whole macaroni and it was, it was delicious, child. And the <laughs> next day... <laughs> I want to say I'm not playing. I have the pictures to prove it. 80% of my body was co- was just covered in a rash. Mm, it didn't even yeah. seem like it was eczema anymore because it was just red. It was bubbly. It hurt. And mm. I don't know if you remember this. This was years ago. And I could not get re- Typically, I know my body enough to know that if I'm going to indulge and it might cause my eczema to flare up. I know within about two weeks, it'll calm down. So you play mm-hmm. this game with your mind like, okay, well, at least I know this. And you tr- you do all these things. But this took me by surprise. And I had mm-hmm. to really get myself together. It lasted for months. So mm-hmm. I understand that struggle, too, of uh, finding that sweet spot. Because you want to enjoy what you want to enjoy within reason. But then sometimes when you have an autoimmune issue that reasoning will take you over the edge to the beyond and you really just can't even afford it well you know you guys i've been listening to you and i'm just letting y'all talk in my language and i'm not gonna go down the sciencey road of this because i am in uh, nutritional uh, practitioner uh, school right now and what i have learned i already knew this but then they got they dived really deep into it the gut Mm-hmm. At the basis of all of this is your gut. And when you mentioned the gap, which I love the gap diet, by the way, um, mm-hmm. and it is sometimes a little hard to follow all the time. You know, everybody's got to find, uh, you know, I'm getting ready to use that word again. What am I getting ready to say? Bio-individuality. <laughs> everybody's got their own um, yes. um, individual thing that they can eat or not eat. But one thing at the heart of all of this is gluten. And the reason gluten is at the heart of this is because the wheat that is being produced now is not the same wheat that came up in my generation. The wheat mm. is much different. Um, mm. The most of the wheat now is uh, sprayed with pesticides. Uh, is uh, it's chemically. Uh, it's most of it is GMO. Most of the wheat mm. is GMO. Uh, and so, what you're finding is that 
it doesn't take much. You can tell. You can eat one little piece of wheat, whole wheat. By the way, um, whole wheat bread is not whole wheat bread, just so I have to say that. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's uh, there is not any wheat in there, by the way. But just, mm. you know, you eat you eat uh, these things and then your body, your body reacts to these things. And what's important is to pay attention to your body. A lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, what they do when they do eat things, they don't blame it on the food. You know, I can't tell you how many people are telling me, oh, I don't know where I got this gas from. I was <laughs> like, well, what did you eat? And they go, oh, well, I <laughs> ate that weeks ago. I was like, what? And then they go, and then they start, I said, what did you eat yesterday? And they tell me, I said, it's it's, it's coming from your food, you mm-hmm. know? And so identifying those foods that are triggers for your individual body is key. Yes. And the only way to do that is by the process of elimination. Even yes. even tests don't even tell you that you can go out there and test to you to to you can't guess, but they will not give you the exact information that you're looking for. And speaking of tests, uh Ivana, I think you told me in the past. So now's the time to mm-hmm. say that Ivana is my cousin. <laughs> we've, been, okay. we've been we've been perpetrating. It's been hard for me to sit back and say okay. this is my niece. I've been, you know, I've been. We I, wanted to give you your just due, and right. I just this is cousin Ivana. She just, wait a minute, she just broke it. Now we can all talk about it. And now we can call you Ivana, right? She's Ivana now. She's Ivana okay. Ivana, I had to tell her before we started. I said it's Ivana. Not Vana and Doctor Parker and Doctor Parker. Let's not put Dr. some respect Kennedy. on. Let's put some respect and on not Dr. Kennedy. <laughs> but you were telling me this before. I think you said you did an allergy test and they tested like a hundred something things on you or something like that, right? They did. I went to this uh, uh, natural medicine doctor practitioner, um, and they did. They did a blood test and they did a skin test, and they found a lot. They said I was uh, my blood was having delayed reactions to chicken to eggs. Um, to certain fish that I was eating. And look, uh, you yeah, love chicken. I remember things. that. You were like, they said, I'm to chicken. I said, they said, what? <laughs> all, I eat, all I ate at that time was fried chicken was like my oh, favorite shoot. thing What black world. people don't, what black person no, don't love chicken. chicken, though. I mean, I do too, but I was like taking aback. Like, well, yeah, I don't know how you going to be able to do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is funny to me. But what did that, what did that do for you? Like once you got that information, how did you lead with that? Yeah, so I did. I cut out all the things that they said. Um, it actually just like opened my mind to the fact that I could have delayed um, like allergic or inflammatory reactions, right? Like mm-hmm. I might not see it exactly right now. And so even what you said about your eczema, like, you know, two weeks later, if you get it together, like it'll be better. It's mm-hmm. like, it takes about two weeks um, for my body to adjust or for the skin to react or heal. And so, you know, before I was kind of like, just like trying to cut things out or do things quickly, but it just helped me to realize like there can be delay reactions. If there is like a multitude of things that you're eating that are all bad for you, like that might have a really bad effect. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you just sneak in one thing here and there, like maybe that it won't have that like compounded effect. And so it, it really just helped me to just think about everything I was eating differently, honestly, just all my food differently. And that's what I, I want to stress the importance of, because I've been guilty of this in the past too, is that, you know, like you said, uh, my People will not blame anything that they've been eating. And when you compound it all together on a consistent Mm -hmm. basis, you don't even realize why you feel so bad. You think it's because you're stressed. Well, the stress on top of the food is not the best move either. And I know for me, it took me a while to come to, to the grips that I have a gluten allergy 
and it is not my friend because I would be rational. I was that person. Like, no, 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 no. I think it's because um, X, Y, Z, or I went to the gym. And this is why, like, gluten is to the point for me that if I have too much of it and on a consistent basis, the left side of my body feels weird. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. From my arms down to my legs. But see, that's, but the key is you're paying attention to yourself. And, yeah. And then mm-hmm. that's what people have to do. When you eat something, you have to really pay attention to how you feel. People don't pay attention to the, how they feel. They just, they chalk it off to all kinds of things instead they of saying, do. you know, when, instead mm-hmm. of, and then they run to the doctor and expect the doctor to be able to tell them what it is. And then the doctor treats symptoms. They don't uh, treat the cause. They don't know what the cause is. They just kind of treat whatever symptom. And that's why you wind up with these steroid creams that you put on your body, you know, to try to eliminate that symptom. They're only doing what their job or is. Or we end up pre-diabetic because we've been mm-hmm. going and going and going and going and going with how mm-hmm. we're doing things. It's yes. not until... Yeah, you at the point of no return that you find out that you're pre-diabetic mm. instead of checking yourself and saying, man, right. I feel a way. And what is that? And what I've been finding and talking to a lot of women and people is that it's harder than they think. They they make it harder than, you know, because it's, it's a mind thing. We have to put ourselves in the right mental capacity to accept certain things. And it's easier to ignore it and just stick your head in the sand and say, oh, this is not that and that is not that. But if you're paying attention to your body, you know, the whole point is to try to catch things before it becomes chronic. You know, uh, inflammation, mm-hmm. at the heart of all of this is inflammation. Uh, inflammation yeah. is the cause for almost every disease out there. And with that, we're going to take a sponsorship break and we'll be right back. Feeling stressed? Need to calm your anxiety naturally? Be Well CBD Tea can do just that. Hand-picked organic herbs infused with CBD will relax you and calm those nerves. Go to brownwomenwellness.com and get your 15% off. Use this code WELLHONEST15. <laughs> All right, we're back. And this is an interesting conversation because do you know that autoimmune diseases among Black women is running rampant? And a lot of people don't realize the scope of autoimmune diseases. It's not just psoriasis and eczema. Lupus. I have never ran into so many women, black women that have lupus yeah, in my life. It's a lot. And and MS. Yeah. Multiple those are all autoimmune diseases. And so and and at the basis of those autoimmune diseases is inflammation. And diet plays a huge role. What we put in our bodies uh play play a huge role, which is one of the reasons why we started this whole brown women wellness movement. Because we want to educate women on what to, you know, what's happening with your body. I tell you something else. One more thing I want to say is we're also seeing a lot of women uh, with fibroids. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that's gonna be a whole topic uh, subject in itself because black women have more fibroids than white women. But Ivana, uh, what is your take on? Because what you said to me earlier, the uh, BV bacterial vaginosis, mm-hmm. and it's. It's an uh, increase, possible increase in um, contracting well, HIV. Yeah, it's that is insane to me because I know mm. so many women who at one point or another have struggled with BV. So yes. when we start talking about fibroids and things like that, with all the research and the things that you have done, what, what, what are your thoughts when it comes to the increase in fibroids and BV and all these things as it relates to like serious health issues? Man, that's a great question. I haven't done a lot of research into fibroids, but I would peg that it 
has a lot to do just again with diet and why we are just more susceptible to almost every disease, you know, cancer, uh, diabetes, all of these things. Um, even with C, uh, COVID, like the reason why we are more impacted, I think is has a lot to do with just our diet and yeah, just exploring that more, I think, in the yeah. in the black community and among women. Yeah, you know, um, you heard it from a doctor, y'all. Get yeah. it together. <laughs> and y'all know, I, as much as I love, we call it the slave diet, you know, because back in the day, mm-hmm. we could only eat so many things, mm-hmm. you know, based on the, we were eating the scraps and the leftovers. And we made it into and we delicacies. Made it into delicacies. <laughs> That's a fact. And mm-hmm. today, even today, right now, you know, we, a lot of us can't do without those grits. We can't do, you know, without um, uh, uh, that fried chicken. It's okay to fry chicken, but you just got to fry it in a healthier manner. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, there are alternatives to some of the foods that we eat. And one of the things that we have done, we actually did a swap list that you could go and get, which gives you can use some of those same foods, the basis of those foods, but swap out the ingredients for more healthy ingredients. You know, so if you don't have a uh, go to, um, we'll, we'll, put, we'll, we'll put have it in the show notes yeah, we'll to have make that. it easy access. Yeah, and, and so we're going to try to wrap this up, uh, but we want to talk about the breaking news. Uh, we didn't discuss, we skipped a whole segment here. <laughs> Because I was excited to talk to my, my so doctor excited. cousin. <laughs> we, we, we didn't talk about what the breaking news of the week is. There's always breaking news in well, the health why don't industry. don't you lead the way? All right, here it is. I found this article by Dr. Joseph Mercola. And if you don't know who Dr. Mercola is, Google him. Uh, he's he's underground, <laughs> by the way. You can't. They actually snatched him off of uh, Facebook and all of the social media. Uh, because you know. his his subject matter was controversial, and so they didn't want to put this out there in the world to see. So that's why I want you guys to go in and uh, actually go to his website because you'll find some things that are there that they're not telling you on uh, the mainstream on main media. But one of the things he said was that more than eighty percent of the COVID patients are vitamin D deficient. Eighty percent. Eighty percent, you guys. That's yeah. huge. That is. So vitamin mm-hmm. D is impacting COVID-19, but nobody is talking about it. In fact, he even he even goes so far as to say instead of a vaccine, they should give everyone vitamin D. And here's the you other thing. Off of that. Oh they no. Money off of they that. ain't making no. no money off of it. And here's the other Never. thing though. Black people, the re- mm. one of this one of the reasons that it's affecting us so badly is we are so vitamin D deficient because of mm. the melanin in our skin. Mm-hmm. It does not yes. absorb vitamin D like anyone else. Mm-hmm. So what does mm-hmm. that mean for us? We have to take a supplement. We have to. Because if we don't take the supplement, I mean, the free vitamin D is the best, the sun. Right. Or in food. And I mean, uh, well, vitamin D mostly comes, absorbs through your skin. Mm-hmm. So if if you live like mm-hmm. now down there where Ivana live in Florida, uh, they probably get a lot more vitamin D than we do up here in the Midwest. Absolutely. Okay. Because we, and then at the same time though, but, but the melon is blocking it. So you yeah. still need to supplement it. And this is the double whammy. We have not seen the sun. We saw the sun one time this week. In Chicago on Thursday. Right. It's been gloom and doom all Mm. week. So even though the sun is still out and it's blocked, so Mm -hmm. it's not even at its peak, Mm -hmm. then on top of that, our melanocytes are kind of working against us, trying to protect us from what they think is danger, which is something that we need to absorb. Correct. Then on top of that, you're not even taking anything to help 
your body get that. It's just a triple whammy for disaster. But he believes that vitamin D, if we were to, t- and I'm going to tell you something, you can't OD on vitamin D, by the way. Now, I, here's what I do. In the wintertime, I take over 30,000 IUs of vitamin D. Okay. I, I get it in. Okay. Do you, do you um, I've heard something about K would help absorb. And I know we had a podcast with um, uh, Dr. Tony Hampton, Hampton who talked up. about that. Yes. Oh, well, we had uh, it already. By yes. the time you guys hear this, it'll already yes. have aired. But he did mention um, something about uh, K is not necessarily needed, but mm-hmm. if you have it with vitamin D, mm-hmm. then it will just be like a booster. But don't get caught up on that kind of stuff either, y'all. Just take the vitamin D. Well, and then mm-hmm. actually the, the one that gets in your bloodstream faster is one. It's called a lipsomal method, L-I-P-S-O-M-A-L. So that's the method that you want because that one will strengthen, it will get into your bloodstream fast. And we need fast because vitamin D will help us well, fight this COVID uh, thing that's going on. So, so that's, that's the, the breaking, breaking news. news. Okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, in England, they are handing out vitamin D supplements. Oh, wow. Free? We just, Free. we just, you know, we just. Uh, we was behind, man. Man. <laughs> Don't even get us started. Don't get me started because we just really do things ass backwards sometimes. Well, at the bottom, the basis of everything is money. So you got to remember Oof. who's controlling this. So, you know, at the basis of everything is how can it's all we are a capitalistic society. Yeah, and we're not doing it right, but let's go ahead. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> let's fade out to the sunset with that, and let's wrap it up. Let's go into our, our honesty, honesty moment. moment so, Vana, we do at the end of uh, every segment, we do an honesty moment. Of, uh, so, we're going to include you in this. And, and okay. in this, what we do, we just talk about something that may have happened, you know, because we, again, progress, not perfection. We know we're not perfect. So, we just kind of give a little honesty moment of what may have happened to us uh, in the last week. So, Keela, you got your honesty moment ready? I do. So, I am uh, making big changes in my life. And uh, by the time this airs, I will have moved to Texas. I would have relocated to Texas, Mm. Houston to be exact. And Mm. honestly speaking, I have been going through a range of emotions from... The main emotion is excitement, but... It's a sadness. Like, I have been here in Chicago pretty much my entire life. Um, I'm leaving my family, which includes my dog, who I'm obsessed with, and all of these other things. And so my mind has been just all over the place between happiness and sadness and happiness and sadness. So honestly speaking, y'all, I'm in my feels a little bit because <laughs> this is a big change for me that I initiated myself that is very so it's very much so needed. But yeah, I'm I'm feeling away. My honesty moment is uh Akila is my only child and uh she checks in with me, uh, try to check in with me every other day and say, Ma, how you feel about me relocating and moving away from you? How do you feel? And I have encouraged her to go and live her best life. Uh, she has. And because, you know, at her age, actually, I was living in Texas at the time. that she, she's, it, We've gone full circle. She's going to the state and the city where I lived when I was her age. So I try to say, okay, I keep saying to her, Oh, no, it's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be great. I want you to go. But honestly speaking, I'm going to miss the child. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly speaking, I'm going to miss her. But we will, and it's going to be interesting because we'll still be doing these podcasts, but she will be in Texas and Mm -hmm. I will be here in the studio and we'll continue to do these podcasts. Yeah, we'll uh, still be all the good quality, all the... 
all the good tea that we like Actually, to spill. Yeah. So, Avana, Dr. Parker, what is your honesty yes. moment? Uh, honesty moment. Yes. Ooh, I'm like, how honest do you guys want me to be? be you can be honest. as honest as you, you want. want. <laughs> as honest as I want. Um, Honesty moment for me is uh, this week, I feel like has been a little bit also emotionally tough for me. Uh, just realizing that my body needs rest and trying to figure out what that looks like. Uh, with uh, I have two children and gearing up for this new job. And so I, uh, I've just been trying to figure out ways of self-care so that I don't uh, just, you know, uh, find myself on the floor somewhere. Yeah. And so, yes, that's, I guess, self-care and also trying to do work with excellence has always been a hard thing for me to balance. Um, so I'm, I'm working on that before I gear up to start uh in a few weeks. And yeah. that's and that's so good to hear because there's so many women out there like you. We're all out there. We're all you, actually, trying to balance mm-hmm. and take care of ourselves and have some self-care. Yeah, yeah. You're definitely not alone in that. It's it's um changes. Changes can take you out or they can Yeah. They can take a minute to adjust to. And so I think that all three of us are all experiencing that level of change and that level of gearing up for something different while trying to maintain our sanity (laughs) and so much going on within us and around us, it's it's a hard balancing act. But one thing about it for sure is that we're going to get it done for ourselves. Exactly. And I just want you guys to remember to breathe. You know, I'm big on breathing. We don't breathe Mm -hmm. correctly. And so take a moment and uh, take a deep breath, breathe through your nose, uh, breathe out. Your nose. There's so many. Did you know so many ways to breathe? Yeah, and I've just you told me that. I know. I never knew there was that many ways to breathe. But breathe so that you can make this little journey easier for yourself. And I have to remind myself as well. Also, start some small self care practices, y'all. So mm. try different things out. Uh, one thing for me, I'm in and out of journaling. So when it gets mm. to be too much, because I'm the type that will keep a lot to myself, I'll just journal it out. Um, or I'll listen to music therapy. Music actually helps to heal. Um, sometimes what I'll do is I'll go to YouTube and if I can't sleep or if I just need to chill out, I'll put on like um, music frequencies for distress or uh, um, anti-anxiety or whatever. And I'll just put the uh, headbuds in my ear and I'll just zone out for like five minutes. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll fall asleep to it and I have legit woken up feeling 10 times better. Absolutely. So it's different things that you guys should try. You may not like it. It may not be for you, but then you might find something that you never knew would help you in your times of, of crisis. So just give it a shot. So we're going to put some links in the show notes, right? For We are. Uh, today, uh, one of them is going to be our swap list so they can swap out some of the bad food for the good food, right? Yep, we'll have... Um, uh, an article or a link for Dr. Mercola because he does provide a really great vitamin yeah, D you supplement. Can go, you can go into depth on the vitamin D. You and know. Fauna, Dr. Parker, to be exact, yes. where can the people find you or any of your Ooh. research? Right. Um, you can Google me, Ivana Parker, uh, University of Florida. You can see my website there or that's probably the best way. You can reach out to me. My email is there if you have any questions or interested in HIV prevention, um, all my info is there. So you sh- I should be pretty easy to find. Yeah, online. she don't do the socials, y'all. So you got to Google Vana. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vana, thank you so much for being here. I am so excited that you joined us. And this was some powerful information that I know someone needed to hear. So we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. Kiss Chocolate Drop. Kiss Candy for <laughs> us. Yes. Tell JP I, I said what up. 
And um, yeah, thank you so much, Vana. We are so stoked to have you here. So we're going to wrap this up. Yeah, we'll talk to y'all later. Thank you for listening to Well Honestly, the podcast. If you want to know more about us and our products, check us out over on our website at brownwomenwellness.com. And remember, ladies, we are not doctors and any information shared by us is not medical advice. Always follow your doctor's advice. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast and let us know what you loved about this week's episode. And please subscribe to wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Feel free to email us and let us know what you would like to hear more of from us. Don't be afraid to say hi. We'll say hi right back to you. Don't forget to find us across all social platforms at Brown Women Wellness. As always, show notes with the links to what we talked about today in this week's episode will be in the description box below. Thanks for listening.